The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the world. We've been waiting for you. What's right with you? How do you find out? How can you improve your finances, health, relationships, business, and more? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Hi, everybody. It's Gary. And Dane, welcome to this edition of the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. We happen to have a very special guest with us. Say Mr. hello. Mr. Chris Hughes. Chris Hughes. Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Hey, hey nice to have you. It's like you were on the original. We're, we're going to talk about the Gentleman's Club, which is a book that we wrote, or yep. that I wrote, and that Dane contributed to. Our subject today is the Gentleman's Club, yes. and uh, it's sort of a totally different way of... of well, it's all kinds man. of stuff. Yeah, exactly. It basically is the How to Be a Man manual. Yeah. How to Be manual. a man you will. The cool funny. thing is we all liked my joke. And that's I like what, your joke. You know, see, your joke I, always works for me. I am amongst good friends. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so yeah, like you were saying, yeah. Chris was on the original telecall yeah. that, that was the creation of this book. You know, and, and Chris, you're okay with me telling people that you're into the same sex, right? Absolutely. Okay, I'm a good. bonafide poofter. Poofter. <laughs> yeah. For those of you in America, that's a gay man, a poofter uh, in Australia. I'm sure that means that I'm not really a gentleman, right? I think I otherwise. I think otherwise, too. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I noticed, yeah, I mean, you were on it, and you two got things out of it. Oh. What was, you know, it's like, how was it for you? Well, I mean, I grew up in a family that would, be best described as a matriarchy. And I, lo- I love it when you throw big words around, darling. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Mama was in charge, is Mama what he means. Mama was in charge, and Mama. Grandma was even more in charge, and oh, wow. Mama so, wore the pants in the family, but she got them from Grandma. She inherited yeah, them from Grandma. Yeah, exactly. So probably the biggest thing for me from the Gentleman's Club was realizing that I was entitled to a point of view. Wow. Yeah. Now, well, you know, it's really funny about that, that call. It's like after it, there were like these these women, like I don't know, three women who called me, and their husbands had been in this in this call, and the husbands, the the wives called me and said, "Oh my God, thank you so much! You gave me the man I married back." I go, "Nice." What do you mean? And they go, "Well, it's like he had sort of like stopped being everything I loved about him in order to try and be something he thought I needed him to be that I didn't need him to be." Which is, I mean, what so many of us do in relationship, <clears throat> men and women. Yes. And it's interesting to, so let me give a little, I just need to give a little background here. This originally was an idea that Gary created because he realized that men sort of didn't have this place to be men in the world. Now, we have an adjunct to this, which is called Salon de Femme Ladies. So I can feel all of you out there going, what about women? <laughs> and... uh 
Yes. Part of the problem with the man. <laughs> exactly. And so there is an adjunct to this called Salon de Femme, which is about allowing a woman to actually be a woman. And showing in, her what that really means. Showing her what that really means. She thinks it's supposed to mean. And actually getting the potency of what that is, too. So, But these were two... Uh, there was a class and then there was a telecall that Gary did that lasted over 12 months. Now, I was on the first couple of those, so my schedule got so busy I was not available for most of those calls. And so what we did was we took those 12 telecalls and the class and took them and, and put them in the form of a book. And so we'll talk to you about the telecall. And Chris was on the telecall. I was on part of it. Gary was on all of them. And also we'll talk to you about the book. And I got to say, I picked up the, we were at the level two and three in San Diego this past weekend. And I had been wanting to read the Gentleman's Club again because I knew that it was an area that I could get some clarity on and, and um, give me more freedom in my points of view. And it was very interesting because we were on a plane to India yesterday. And so I read the first chapter, <clears throat> and I was there for the call. And in the book, there's all kinds of processing, which is some really cool stuff to start changing your points of view. But after one chapter, I had to put the book down. I, I felt like I had just done an intense private session on myself. Now, I was there for the call. I have been doing Access 15 years. There's not a lot of processing that sort of, like, kicks my ass, but this, this did, huh? kicked my ass, and I was like in a really cool way, and I st- it it started shifting. And wh- wow, this is interesting. I just noticed another thing is what? I have been so friggin' happy. I read, I managed to get through two chapters in thirty hours of traveling, <laughs> and, and what I've noticed is I have been so happy since getting through those chapters. I, no, it's who really knew? Funny because well, it's like come to think of it, it's like one of the things I've noticed is you know it's like yes, you go out a lot and. You know, but you oftentimes don't come back happy. True. And that was part of the reason that we did the Gentleman's Club in the first place was to show men how to be happy with themselves, which allows them to be happier with the person they're with. Yes. And that worked for you, too, didn't it, Chris? Oh, God. Well, that was the other thing about being in that class. For the first time, because I've been to Access classes for about eight years, but for the first time, being in a room like that with all men that weren't judging one another... That were there was this sense of peace and space that I still have with me, mm. and it's like you say, being able to go out and have a sense of me, and and have a great time and not try and lose it or give it away to be with whoever it was, you know, to have to make them more comfortable or facilitate something in their reality. Yes. So, question: Did you? It's like you're engaged now, yeah, and about to be married. Yay! Yeah. Congratulations! Yay, congratulations! Woo-hoo. So, but did that relationship occur after you did the gentleman's club? Absolutely, and I don't think it could have occurred prior to to the same. It's really such a gift to my life. Like I never actually thought I would have bothered to be married. It just doesn't seem like something I would go for. But this actually really works, and the relationships that I had previous. Oh my God! What a mess! They were terrible. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God! There for some of the fallout of those like, things. True like, story. Talk about nuclear True waste. Story. You know those people who always have someone in their life that they like a pigeon with a broken wing that they're trying to help along. <laughs> yeah. It was beyond that. It was like <laughs> broken wings, broken wings, two broken, broken legs, two broken <laughs> legs, and their urinary tract didn't work. Yeah. Right. But again, that was like coming from a past where thinking that my job in life was to serve. Yeah. Yeah. And going, oh wait. 
wait, no, hey, I can have something that actually is a contribution to my life. I have this great friend in, in Australia who's, she's quite a crass Aussie Sheila, you might call her. Sorry if I've offended some, but she always said to me, you can't date that guy. He couldn't even buy you a pie down the road. And... <laughs> It's a pie down the road. <laughs> you know, they couldn't afford to even go down to the yeah. bakery and buy yeah. a pie. Yeah. Um, and and when they say pie in Australia, they're talking about like the cheapest food you can eat. It's, it's like, like a meat pie, meat, meat with you know <clears throat> with pastry, pastry over the top of it. It's like a chicken pot pie, except without you hold it in your hand. Pot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Without the and, pot, <laughs> and it's always isn't just about money. Having someone in your life that can contribute to you, but yes, it's wow. that and so much more. That is really well put because so when she said that it's so brilliant, they couldn't buy you a pie down the road. It's like they're not actually being a contribution to your life. They're actually requiring you to contribute to them all the time. And like you said, it's not financial, but that's that ends up becoming part of it. But well, that usually is the thing that ends up breaking up relationships when it begins to focus on just the financial. Right. It's like when yeah, it's like when you don't see how somebody oh. makes a contribution to you, you always go to what you're not getting and the first thing that you're not getting is them contributing financially. But I also mm. realized that what most people aren't willing to see is that they're not an energetic contribution. Because yeah. I think a lot of us right. have grown up like Chris. I know I did. It's like, how many wounded pigeons can I have? It's like, well, look, they all have broken wings. Wow, that must be the can type of pigeon that's that in the does world. Remind me of your dating history. <laughs> <laughs> broken, but broken, but their claws work. Their claws, but their claws work fine. Oftentimes, yeah. yes. Oh, good. But what's interesting is you don't recognize that they're not an energetic contribution and what ends up happening but you will finally eventually see that they're not a monetary contribution yeah well that's the one that always <clears throat> it's like when right. somebody's not a monetary contribution oh it's the thing that becomes more irritating than anything else well because you you judge you for everything else yeah you judge you for everything that's not working and not being contributed in the relationship and when i know and, and it's your fault yeah exactly because yeah, you're a man that part. yeah well you're a man well, so you're wrong automatically well now here's the interesting thing is what one of the things i've noticed is the parallels between that and the people listening it, it where it's the woman doing the exact same thing but we have the point of view, it's like, we're wrong because we're men. You know, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around, is the man still wrong? Yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so we have that as men, but I also know women who do the same thing. And it's yeah. interesting to get that this is not about boy and girl. This is not about if you have outdoor plumbing or indoor plumbing, this is what applies. It's about how are you in the relationship? How are you functioning? Like with Chris, he has relationships with other men or sex with other men, but He's a man functioning as the man in the relationship. So these things at the gentleman's club apply. And if you're the woman functioning as the man in the relationship, same thing is going to apply. Yeah. The other part of mm. this is that, you know, it's like one of the things that's really cool for me is the editor of the book called me and she says, I cried through the last two chapters. <laughs> she said, I had no idea what men went through. And it's like, and that's what all the women have said. That have read the book, they go, oh my God, I so have so much more understanding of men now than I ever had before. And I don't think they're just out to get me. Yeah. And, like, and that's sort of the perpetrated point of view here on this planet is, you know, you know, like men are always, you know, taking advantage. Men are going to use you and abuse you. Men get more money. Men get, but it's like they never see what men don't get and what men don't have and what men don't see and achieve. And well, that's really an amazing gift. Absolutely. And I'm grateful that I've been able to do that. I, I, and i got to tell you, I speak for me, and I see Chris nodding, too. It's like we're 
friggin' grateful too because I I had no and oh, sorry I just smacked my best friend in the head as I was going to I, apparently I'm Italian you know how you talk with your hands I'm like yeah. I'm gonna talk so let me smack you in the head um, sorry so about I that feels normal <clears throat> feel like I know you're like wife. oh my god it's it's like being married all over again <laughs> no sex and all I get is smacked in the head yeah. oops did I say that so but the thing is it's like in until I met you Gary I never saw a man that I would ever even want to emulate. But your kindness with everyone, your presence, your integrity, the fact that you will always keep your word, and the fact that you honor women, and you honor men, and you don't separate from men, it's like, I just realized when I was growing up, I had the exact opposite, and had things, there was no reference point for what it could be like to truly be a man that had all of these characteristics and also kept their sexualness on and was was willing to be that and also was willing to care for women and also was willing to care for themselves and also willing to be a powerhouse in the world too i never saw any of that until i met you and i didn't realize until this moment how much of a gift that was just being around you whether we ever talked or not well that's one of the things that i think the gentleman clubs <clears throat> does is it gives you that place where you recognize you as you where you don't have to give you up for somebody else and you certainly don't have to give you up in order to create a relationship yes and that's that's an amazing gift because when you have that the possibilities abound in what you can create and generate you've even noticed that with your your man amateur chris oh yeah totally different yeah and especially coming from the space of acknowledging me and allowing me to have my own reality, as I like and your to put own point it, of view. and my own point of view, he likes that so much more. It's like you <laughs> said about the women who were yeah. so grateful to have their husbands back. He's, it's the same thing. He's like, oh, it's so nice to be with someone who's comfortable with who they are. Yeah, right. and it's like and the thing wow. is, one of the things I think that is really bad in wow. most relationships is people start oh. giving up who they are in order to create the relationship they think they have to create. It doesn't mm. have anything to do with what's real. Exactly. Wow. I when Chris just said that, I just. Well, this okay. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm having these epiphanies in my world. The fireworks are going off. I'm like, damn. Because what Chris just said, it's like I remember Chris from eight years ago. Yeah. And how often it wasn't his point of view that was valuable to him, but it was like, okay, maybe if I can just make this other person happy. And I of course see it in my own world where I've done that too. But seeing it in Chris, it's like I can actually see it, which is like how different that is. That you can actually create a successful relationship now. And the person is actually grateful for you to have your point of view, and that really is one of the biggest bases of That's the, the basis success of a you're having. Good relationship, yeah. You can't have a good relationship if you're not being everything you are, and you're not happy for the other person to be who they are. Yeah. Well, it's like, and it, it's not just about romantic relationships too. What's that? What that has created in my life is friendships, friendships, Maybe, associates yeah. in yes. business, everything. Yeah. There are wow. people that are willing to offer me the same regard that I offer myself and contribute to me and honor me to the extent that I'm willing to do that for myself as well. I know it's pretty brilliantly amazing, isn't put. It? Isn't it cool? Yeah. That's awesome. You know, and it's like, and I wow. know the Gentleman's Club had something to do with creating that because Absolutely. it's like that place of honoring yourself, trusting yourself. Oh, I got a process. I like it. What have you made so <clears throat> vital about never honoring, trusting, allowing Having gratitude for and being vulnerable as and with you that keeps you from being the you you truly be 
that everyone will love and respect with total ease. Wow. Everything that is times a God's day, and we just try to create it all. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. Wait, I need to make sure we got that. Okay. So what have you made so vital about never honoring, trusting, allowing, having gratitude for, and being vulnerable as for and with you? Oh, we're adding more. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. That keeps you from... Being the you, you truly be that others... That allows others to love and care for you the way you truly desire and deserve to be. Mm. Everything that is times a godzillion, we just trying to create it all. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. That is a wonderful process. And i got to say something about that process. That sounds so... <clears throat> it has a very similar feel, quote-unquote, or sense to it as the processes that I was running reading in the gentleman's club book. Yeah. Like that like there's this there's there's certain processes that that sort of go so deep and so broad that that you can feel them undoing the shackles in your life as you run yeah. them. This is one of those and yeah. so are the ones in the book cuz in the book there's all these processes and what I was doing is I was reading I was you know I would read the process every time it came up I would sit there and read it not just glance over it yeah. and go it's there I'd read it so I'd get that process before I moved on to the next whatever was I being said it took you 31 hours to <laughs> be <a> huge <laughs> <laughs> and you know what it was well it was seriously it was well time well spent yeah. and on that note we are. Uh, we have about twenty seconds before okay, we so, uh, go to yeah, our first like, break. So we'll come back shortly with more about the Gentleman's Club, and we'll talk to you ladies about how you can use that to your advantage. Thanks, um, everybody. The Access Consciousness Show on Voice America, using it to your advantage. Bye bye. I mean, we'll be back. I mean, not like total bye bye, but just like a sort of bye bye until the next time we come back to say hello. There you go. That's what I'm saying. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas. I'd like to invite you to the fun and joy of having a download of these wonderful clearings that we do in these shows. I realized that I've asked people to put them on loop, and not very many people know how. So we decided that we'd offer you the chance to have us doing it for you and in our voice to make your life easier. Thanks for being with us and thanks for being part of our life. To sign up for the Pearls of Possibilities Clearings Program for only $5 a month, visit whenisthetime.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The BARS is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. 
Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. It's Gary. And Dane. And Chris. Welcome back to our conversation about the Gentleman's Club. And <clears throat> and I definitely want to get back to this process. But one thing I want to say is there's a very interesting thing in even bringing up gentlemen or ladies or whatever because it creates what people think is a separation. But one of the interesting things that, that Gary and I found at one point was we were actually speaking with a group of women who had all kinds of points of view about men and it was like they were they hated them. And we were like, what do we do to change this? And so Gary came up with this brilliant thing. He said, so I have a question, ladies. How many lifetimes have you been a man? And they went, oh my God. So get the lifetimes. How many, all of you out there, how many lifetimes have you been a woman? Get that energy. How many lifetimes have you been a man? How many of the points of view of men do you have from the lifetimes in which you were a man? How many of the points of view about women do you have from the lifetimes in which you were a woman? And everything that does to stick you, will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, men. Because basically we're all infinite beings and we've exactly. been there and done everything. There's anything we have, haven't been or done in one lifetime or another. So it's like if you get that and you get that point of view, you begin to see there's a different possibility. And, you know, it's like, I, you know, I'm old enough that I grew up. I grew up in the 40s when a man had, you know, like a role. Mm. And it's like, and, you know, the man opened the car door, the man did this, the man did that. And the woman did these other things. And the woman, you know, made sure that she, you know, my mom used to change her outfit. She'd have a house dress she'd wear around during the day. But before my dad came home, she'd change to something that was nicer. And she'd have a nicer, she'd put a nicer apron on and she'd serve dinner looking nicer, being nicer and you know just being there for my dad Mm. and I saw this and I saw my dad just bend over backwards to make my mom happy (laughs) and then women's lib came along and everybody was suddenly unhappy with men and women I watched women go from being you know amazing people who could create to these complete bitches with other women in particular when they became the boss Mm. I thought why does a woman always have to be worse than a man to be the boss but that was their point of view, not a reality. Yeah, wow. That, and you see that kind of change. It's like, and I grew up with it. And I would just flirt with the boss, the female bosses I have, and they would let me get away with anything. Because <laughs> I'd just flirt with them, and I'd just make them feel good and tell them how pretty they were and all that kind of stuff. Wow, that's a beautiful outfit. Where'd you get that one? Well, the thing is, with the, and with the process that you brought up, you know, it's about... What I what I take from that process is it's about having intimacy with you. Yeah. And yes. if you do, if you are a man this lifetime, being okay with that and and enjoying it and appreciate it and celebrating yeah. the fact that okay, that's what I am this time. Yes. And it's different. It's yeah. not separate. 
Exactly. And the thing is, it's like, Anne, if you're a woman, you need to be able to have that place where you're comfortably being a woman. You know, it's like, and I... Yeah, this this yeah. whole conversation, the, the conversation that we're... All of this is is about both of those. Being comfortable being a man and being able to have intimacy with you. Being comfortable being a woman, being able to have intimacy with you. And being able to have the power, if you will, of of being all of you, whether you're a man or a woman. And that's really what this boils down to. You know, we, we talk about Gentleman's Club and... And when a man is honoring of his partner, his partner gets, you know, man or woman, his partner gets to show up as they are. When a woman's honoring of her partner, their partner gets to show up as everything they are, you know, when they have this intimacy. And that's the thing about this. These are the five elements. Intimacy, honor, trust, allowance, vulnerability, and gratitude. Let's run this process. Yeah, let's do that. So what have you made so vital about never honoring, trusting, allowing, and having gratitude for, and being vulnerable as, for, and with you that keeps you from being the you you truly be, that allows others to truly care for you the way you truly desire and deserve to be? Everything that is times a gazillion. We destroy and create a place. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, me I love this process. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Chris, I noticed with you and your partner, it's like, he doesn't do access, but... You know, at all. But he's like, he's so grateful for you and happy for you. Absolutely. And he does not have any desire in his universe for me not to be involved with access. Or, you know, he's he's very happy um, socializing with the people that he's met from access that he's come to count as his closest friends. Yeah. You know, it, but he, you know, he says to me, oh, I like to read the books and I like this and that, but will you support me if I don't choose it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's that's the allowance of somebody to choose what works for them. Exactly. And it's like, and it's like the difficulty. You know, it's like uh, my old friend Mary that you know, lived with us until she passed away. Nate. Yeah. Mary used to say, "It's like you young people. <laughs> you think you have to put your dirty underwear on your on your lover's face and then tell him that it's got to be okay." And it's like, and she said, "Don't share your dirty laundry with your lover." And I go, "What?" And it's like, and that's that place that I notice that people do. They're always looking for what's wrong with them that they're trying to get their lover to be an allowance of and care about. And it's like, uh, their lover doesn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and by the way, I want to say this probably sounds like a you know hour long commercial for the gentleman's club, but I don't really actually consider it that way. No. I think this is information that people need, that everybody needs to be able to change reality and change their relationships, whether it's with friends or yes. business or anything else. And the Salon de Femme is another one. Those sure things, is. Yeah, it's like, we'll do one on the Salon de Femme. Good idea. Because that, too, is another gift that gives women the the pleasure of being a woman. And you know what that's what it should be there should be a pleasure in being a man there should be a pleasure in being a woman instead of a wrongness and so much of this reality is about the wrongness of men or women mm. so true well it's interesting and it, that I gotta well I imagining it's that way I know it is for a lot of the people that I've worked with that that as this area starts to shift and for a lot of people I don't even think they realized that there was a shift that they required almost it was like even available and and that it has value. I, it's one of these things that is so endemic and inherent. Like when we first talked about the gentlemen's club, and and there were you know there were all kinds of times where I couldn't make it on the calls. I'm like, okay, fine. Apparently, I'm not co-facilitating. I'm facilitating co-facilitating part of this call series, but it was almost like there was this 
place in my world where I didn't realize the the gift that it could be to actually function from this place in the world. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, please. Did you get that you as a man were a gift, or did you oh, God, no. always have the point of view you had to give to the other person? Always. And I could never give enough for yeah. them to actually see me as a gift, to get the gift they were, and also to contribute anything back. Uh, what, was, what was that you said? The gift they were? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I always saw weird? them as yeah. a gift. Exactly. I always saw them. Everybody I've ever been with, I always yes. saw as a gift. But I think that's pretty much where everybody functions from. They see the other person as a gift, but not necessarily themselves as a gift. Yeah. And, and this that's what this yeah. starts to change, whether you're a man or a woman. Yeah. That's Gay what this straight. starts to change. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, one of the things, that, one of the reasons this came up was because we did that that first sex and relationship class in San oh, Francisco. Oh, goodness, yes. Oh, my goodness, Whew. that was awful. So yeah. we had one night for all the men to come in and get off all their you know considerations and judgments about women. And then we had another night for all the women to come in and get off all their considerations and their judgments about men. And then the next the, day, we were going to start well, the class. But and, and during what, the night, the girls got together and had a slumber party and put all their judgments back in place about men. Yeah, it was very interesting because the men after because so we had the men's night, we had the next night was the women's night, and then the next day was the class with the men and women together. And the men, as we got off all their judgments, they came into the class ready to truly create relationship yeah. from intimacy, and they were stoked to do it. And the women went and came in. They were ready to create intimacy. Intimacy with cutting men's balls off. Yeah, it was truly, it was something Ouch. I never, I never would have guessed could occur in a million years yeah. because I thought the women were the kinder, gentler species and yeah. I thought, I just, I had all kinds of thoughts. And this really floored me when I saw what the intensity of the evisceration that occurred with men. And to this day, if you listen to the audios, you will hear, I think there's maybe one man that spoke the entire... There was only entire, one man who had the nerve to speak. The, All the entire rest of them were, day, yeah, up until late started. afternoon. Third day, late afternoon, is when the only time when the man spoke. Which was, which was just like, wow. So what it did was, see, when something like that happens, when, when we get this thing that occurs, something that is so different than what we expected or thought, we look and we're like, okay, what do we have to look at different here? Yeah. And what do we have to look from a different place in order to see what's actually going on, which is part of what actually birthed the Gentleman's Club and the Salon de Femme, we realized we gotta we got to change the paradigm, basically, to where people can have intimacy with themselves, yeah. because it's this lie that women have been held down by men that caused them to hold on to the judgments, because they think if they don't have their judgments and their anger and their evisceration of men, then they're powerless, but it's all based on the lie that you were powerless in the first place, so all of this stuff yeah, yeah. started well, I mean, changing. That was one of the things that I did the Gentleman's Club on, because I wanted men to see that women are not powerless. And it's like, there's nothing powerless about a woman. God gave her the two things that control all men, cleavage and a golden vagina. And it's like, and you got to know that. And it's like, you know... And, and if that brought up a judgment for you, read Salon de Femme. Yes, Because <laughs> it definitely... You hear that, and you're like, you... Blah, 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 and you come up with all the, the judgments, all those walls. Bag. Yeah. and But read the Salon de Femme. You'll see what he's actually talking about. As with everything else, what's actually behind what we're saying and behind what we're talking about is this different way of looking at the world. How do you become the power of being? Exactly. So, but here's a question then for you. You were saying that um, the gents who did the club, and you know, you've pointed out for me the changes that have occurred. Have you seen many changes in the women in those men's lives? Uh, yeah. 
the other thing I've seen is really interesting. The women who are reading the Gentleman's Club mm. have suddenly become kinder, mm-hmm. gentler, and sexier. All the things you thought they were, Dane. Yeah, <laughs> they exactly. You know, it's like, wow. It's like, and that's the other thing. This gives you a place, ladies, if you read this. It gives you a place to be kinder and gentler with your man and to actually create something that's more intimate than you've ever created before. And that's why we, that's why I did this. Yes. So what have you made so vital about never honoring, trusting, allowing, and having gratitude for, and being vulnerable as for and with you that keeps you from being the you you truly be? that allows others to truly care for you the way you truly desire and deserve to be. Everything that is, times a gazillion, we destroy and create a place. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, bands. Yep, that's a good one. That's running that's a lot That's a really of good one. So I, I think there's a good chance that most of the ladies you know, that listen to us checked out in the first 20 minutes, so uh-huh. we may not ever see them again. I know. But you know what? That's their choice. <laughs> And you know what? That's the other thing. Those are the ones that will grow and expand and create more. That is exactly it. And one of the beauties of this book, from my point of view, is I've seen in the people that have read it, both men and women, the willingness to allow that to occur finally. Like, hey, if you want to go, you can go. I mean, just not even in intimate relationships, quote unquote, but getting to such a level of intimacy with themselves where they're like, oh, if you don't want to be around me right now, that's totally okay. Have a good, you know, obviously there's something else better for you. There was a guy in the class in San Diego this week and he says, oh my God, it's like, you know, I, I, when my wife died, I gave up my heart on forever and now Mm. I got it back this weekend. Yeah. I know how to have a heart on. Oh, I got to say, guys, um, one of the things that he said was he said, he said, my heart on is not only back, but he's like, it's back more than it ever has been before. And I truly thought it was gone. And I said, well, you know, and we asked him what he'd been doing. He said, I think it's the processes from the gentleman's club. Yeah, and I was like, really? That's awesome. That's when you got interested. Well, I was I was interested before that. But right after that, I'm like, well, then I'm definitely taking the book on my trip to India. And, I, and by the way, ladies, you might want to give this book to your men so that maybe yeah. they get out better hard on. You know, the one thing I get a lot from women is my husband doesn't want to or my boyfriend doesn't want to have sex anymore. What do I have to do? Yes. And it's like, and give them the all, gentleman's club. Give them the gentleman's club. But second of all, ladies, you got to get that men have been taught their whole lives that the woman gets to say no so they're waiting for you to say go and if you don't like inst- if you don't instigate the sex they won't go there and you got to also realize what we're primarily talking about is the humanoid men of the world okay? yes, the human the men uh, their point of view is you need to lie down and spread your legs yeah and yeah ouches exactly yeah and so what you also want to recognize ladies though is that this is not just a one-time thing in other words what you need to do it's like gary put it really well he's like if you want a stallion in the bedroom don't castrate him in the kitchen don't be Mm. a nag in the kitchen oh don't be a nag in the kitchen thank you gotcha (laughs) you want a stallion in the bedroom don't be a nag in the kitchen and but here's so when he said that you know we as humanoid men are used to you know our way it's are used to the fact that the woman gets to say no and so what happens is if you've continually said no what you've done is you you basically forced him into a place where he's got to put a lid on it because how much does it suck to actually want to have sex and have somebody tell you no over and over and over eventually you get to a place where you're like fuck it i'm not going to want it anymore and which so what you need to do if that's the case and that's where you're in what you need to do is actually cultivate this thing of it being okay for him to 
ask for it and get it, and you inviting him to it, and it may take some time to undo the layers and walls and barriers that he's put around his penis and, and his yeah. sexualness. And, mm. and by the way, if you're if you you know like take on a guy who's been in a relationship before, he's going to have a lot of this built in, so you're going to have to undo a whole lot of stuff. Just know that and don't have a point of view about it. And That's don't don't make you wrong, don't make him wrong, and realize the possibility you can be for him. And on that note, we've got about a minute left. Yeah. You want to hold? You re- yeah, yeah, it's cool. Let's go. Okay, so let me run this one more time. What have you made? Because this process will help everything we've talked about. What have you made so vital about never honoring, trusting, being an allowance of, having gratitude for, and being vulnerable as for and with you that keeps you from being the you you truly be that allows others to truly care for you the way you truly desire and deserve to be? Everything that is, times a godzillion. We just run and create it, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, man. That's and a way old cool process. That's yeah. a way old cool process. Yeah. And oh wait, we have we can run it one more time. Sorry, okay, do it one more time. Okay, what he made so vital about never honoring, trusting, being an allowance of, having gratitude for, and being vulnerable as for and with you that keeps you from being the you you truly be that allows others to truly care for you the way you truly desire and deserve to be. Everything that is times a godzillion way to strut and create it, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Cool. And on that note, we hope this conversation is uh, contributing to you all, men yeah. and women alike. And uh, we're sorry if you've been trying to call in. It's a pre-record. We should have probably told you that at the very beginning. Hopefully there will be some disclaimer or something at the beginning of, at the the beginning of the show. And uh, we will be right back after these short commercial announcements. And you can go to accessconsciousness.com and order the Gentleman's Club book and the Salon Defend book. Or you can actually get the audios of, they were each 12 uh, call audio series if you'd like to listen to the whole thing. Be back in a couple minutes on the Access Conscious Show on Voice America. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Hi, this is Dr. Dane here. Have you felt different your whole life? A dreamer? A seeker? An outsider? Always wrong no matter how hard you try? What if there's a completely different way of functioning in this reality? What if you, truly being you, could change everything and the world? If you'd like to find out, go to beingyouclass.com. Twelve years ago, I was on the verge of suicide, and I came into contact with some amazing tools that changed everything for me. Today, I live a life I couldn't even imagine possible at that time. I have the honor of traveling around the world facilitating thousands of people on how to change their lives with these very tools. I'd like to share some of them with you. Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for my free video series, My Gift to You. What if the tools to change everything are available now? In February, you can join me for a three and a half day intensive class in Hawaii. Are you ready to explore these tools in this energy live? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com. You know if this is for you, you always do. Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas. I'd like to invite you to the fun and joy of having a download of these wonderful clearings that we do in these shows. I realized that I've asked people to put them on loose and not very many people know how. So we decided that we'd offer you the chance to have us doing it for you in our voice to make your life easier. Thanks for being with us and thanks for being part of our life. To sign up for the Pearls of Possibilities Clearings Program for only $5 a month, visit whenisthetime.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. It's Gary. And Dane. And Chris. Welcome back to the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America, where we're talking about the Gentleman's Club. Yeah. Yeah, so once again, disclaimer, we're not trying to just sell books. What we're trying to do is give you some information that will make your life better. Yep. And it's like, and... And, the, and it's like, and I wish we well, could do this in one hour on Voice America, but God, it's like, no. it's, there's just no way to cover a subject this big well, in and that, that short of time. And that really is the thing. I mean, for both of us, what we really want to do is contribute this possibility of changing this really fundamental and dynamic area of your life. And what we know is, it's like, look, if we can suggest you get a book that's, I don't know, 25 bucks, 30 bucks, I don't know how much the book is even. Whatever it is. Yeah. But whatever it is, it's like, I mean, that investment is something that can change so many of these areas because it's got the information, it's got the processing, which is why, so for us, we're like, here, get it, please try it. And and it's like, and I would ask all of you, it's like, if you think this is going to change, this this could change the world by people getting this information, please, you know, like, go on, yeah, Twitter, Twitter, whatever the fuck that shit is. And social media, YouTube, social media, and Take, like you know, you know, blast people with. You should try this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Share it. Yeah. Absolutely, and you know, share it and everywhere. You know, take a picture, uh, post it on your Instagram page, Pinterest, I wherever. Give them away on the plane. I, I always that. give them away on the plane. I don't I know. Love that. Just happens. But it, the cool thing is too. It's it's like what you were saying earlier. It's not about being a man or a woman. It's no. about being the man you are. Yeah, it's about being yes. more the person you are yeah. and not judging you. Because yes. it's like, that's the one thing I notice about people pretty much everywhere. They judge themselves nonstop. The women do it, the men do it. Mm. And it's like, and if we could get judgment out of the computation of all relationships, wow. what could be here could be yeah. so much more oh, amazing. Do you know, that. I, I, I didn't realize before, but until that class, I didn't think I was a real man. Wow. Wow. Because when you're gay, you're not. You're not yes, you counted, are. but you're not counted among them. Oh, that's true. You're not counted among men. Wait well, a minute. A cool thing. What? No, I just, I had the same point of view. I didn't think I was a real man either. And I'm like, wait a minute, but I'm straight. I mean, tool belt or something? Or no, I think it, it was more like when I was a kid, I was such a kind, gentle soul. I was like, I didn't treat oh. women the way every, all the other men did. Yeah. And I wasn't just trying to get into their pants. Although if they would let me into their pants, it was one of the funnest places to be. But it was more like, so I had the same thing. And when you said that, because yeah. I think it's, I think, wow. Oh, so I think yeah. it's actually more the humanoid men of the world don't yeah. feel like they're real men because they don't have the tool belt and they don't want to bang a woman's head through a headboard and or it's something. Like, it's like if your point of view creates a reality and that's your point of view, what right. are you going to make yourself as? You know, right. It's like I came to access classes for years going, fuck, this is so annoying. It's just like there's all these all about straight, the straight people. people. There's like, <laughs> I haven't got a whole in hell of getting a date out of here. And as soon as I changed my point of view, I that situation totally changed. I've noticed there's a whole lot more gay men willing to come to access classes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's a whole lot more men willing to come yes. to Access since the Gentleman's yes. Club. Yes, The Gentleman's Club actually opened the door for men to come to Access because they thought it was a women's club where the women came to complain about the men. And it's like, and there was a lot of that in the beginning of Access, yep. which I hated. Because it's, like, you know, it's like, why are you complaining about it? Do you not like men? 
But that's one of the things I mentioned in the book. 90% of all women don't actually like men. Mm. And 90% of all men don't like women. So it's like, wow, that means there's a 10% chance of getting a relationship, if that's your point of view. Right. You know, it's like, and I, I know that a whole lot of the men that you were involved in actually didn't like men, mm. Chris. You know? Yeah, I know. I couldn't see that. Yeah, I get you. See it. No, I get you now. Get yeah. it now. Well, now you can see it. That's exactly how it works. Oh, yeah, they didn't actually like me. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, <laughs> you're a man. Exactly. They couldn't like you. And yeah. they didn't like themselves. They didn't like yeah. themselves. And they were men. And they didn't, wow. like, and they didn't like women either. <laughs> it's like, they didn't like anybody. Well, and they like, were like, wow. That's like relationships the world over. How many yeah. other people are out there in a yes. similar situation or in this repetitive cycle of they keep creating that same yeah. relationship over and over again? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you create the same relationship over and over again, because you haven't got this space of being okay being you. Being okay. And what yeah. you were saying about what, you know, if we could change the we could change the presence of judgment in relationship. I got to say, guys, I, I, I can't uh, I can't emphasize enough how big this is because this i really see this this whole inner dynamic relationship thing between whether you want to call it men and women or you and your mate or men and men or women and women it's like that is one of the prime sources of what holds judgment of everything else in your life in place well it's like these points of view that we have like and getting out of that would create so much freedom from sexuality yeah, exactly. Sexuality is who you can be, who you can do, and all that kind of stuff. But all judgments have a sexuality to them. Yes. Wow. A for or against point of view. What's the difference between sexuality and gender? Gender is the you know the equipment you're wearing right. this lifetime. Sexuality is the judgment you use to determine who you can and can't receive from, oh. who you can and can't be with. And it's like, an, or, who you, or who you can or cannot be. That's the... Yeah, yeah that's okay. the one that's the killer. Yeah. That's the one that kills people all the time. It's like, I see people dying from the fact that they cannot stand their gender. Well, and you have... Uh, you, uh, I was just... I was thinking of that movie that you and I watched where it was so friggin' funny, where the, the lady goes to New York, she meets this old guy, they get married, blah, 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 and then the parents who were... The, and she ran away from home. The parents who were fundamentalist Christians, the dad was a preacher, and he comes to New York finding her, and... Well, the, the mom comes first and right. finds her. The mom comes it's first and finds Woody her. It's a Allen movie, which, yeah. you know, they're always weird anyway. But I loved it, because it's like, she gets married to this old guy who's complaining, that, you know, nagging, The daughter nasty, does. The daughter does. Then her mom comes to visit, and her mom tries to set her up with this good-looking, handsome young man, and finally that works, and then she leaves the old man who tries to throw himself out of a window, but it's only, like, not even a full story, so he, like, just gets hurt. Well, he gets hurt, but he lands on a lady who, and they get in this relationship, but the really funny part of the, the whole thing as far as this conversation is, the mom comes to New York looking for the daughter, finds her, and she's this fundamentalist Christian in judgment of everything. And that everyone. Is, and everyone, and all of a sudden finds out that she's an artist and a slut of magnitude. And then she ends up living with two guys. And ends up living with two guys. And they have this, you know, this relationship where they just love each other, all three of them. All the time. All the time. And then the the husband comes looking right. for the wife, yeah. finds her, and, you know, he's been this uptight Up Christian, yeah. is sitting at a bar drinking, meets this guy who's gay, and finally, after, I don't know, 12 drinks, he says, you know what? 
He's like, I finally realized the reason I became the way I am is because every time the tight end would bend over on the football team when I was in high school, I wanted to do more than just get the ball from him. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, he, he finally got to what was actually true for gay. him. Yeah. And he goes gay. But it was amazing to because you could perceive the level of all of their judgments just dissipate. But they all were like, wow, now they actually became people not yeah. just these walls yeah. of judgment and so so how many walls of judgment are you using to create the judgments of you you're choosing oh baby everything that is times a godzillion we just trying to create it all right wrong good and bad pot oh. and pock all nine shorts boys oh. and beyonds and that's the thing is like it's like the the who cares it okay i mean let's look at this like whether you're gay straight asexual bisexual trisexual meaning you'll try anything at least once you know it's like there's a new one what well i saw this program the other night um, about people who have objective sexuality they fall in love with objects so there was a woman a woman who had a marriage ceremony performed between her and the eiffel tower and uh and then there was another woman who was on she there she really wanted a big one didn't she yeah and she fell in love with the monopoly board from the 1940s and she calls him monop and they have a, a thing did they have a monopatois did they ever invite anybody else <laughs> no, I don't know. But so just to, to build on your list there's another sexuality out there thank apparently. you people thank are you. into things well now okay so let's let's just look at that for a moment okay because you could sit here and go oh my god that's totally bizarre and oh man you know the world is going to hell in a handbasket and all that or you can look and happy. go i mean if she's happy with a monopatoire, you know, she's happy. You know, I mean, the Eiffel Tower, if she's happy just looking at it, that's right. fine. It's an erection that never goes down. Exactly. True story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny. And, you <laughs> know, if you, if you look at that, you're an allowance of that. It's like, I mean, look at how the things that you find valuable, somebody else might judge. And that's what we've tried to create our lives on rather than yeah. this is valuable to me. And or this actually works for me, so I'm gonna do that and be that, and I don't have to tell anyone. Remember, well, just for I mean, me, just for fun. Never tell anyone that, that we st- that we did some work with where she had she had this problem with her urinary tract, and and she couldn't defecate, and she was like she was like oh yes. so tied up in all of her pelvic area. And it's like <laughs> and what we finally got to is that she had actually been a whore in another lifetime where her specialty was the golden shower uh-huh. and defecating on people. Yes. And it's like, and some people still like that kind of stuff. You well, know, so. and But the thing, yeah. was, I mean, she had been so tied up, but her story was because of all these other reasons because and different things and that had of, occurred. Because of, and because of. And in looking at it, it wasn't changing yeah. nearly enough because well, we know change is possible really quick when you get the right item. Yeah. And so we looked at that and went, um, wait a minute. What? It was like, wait a minute. So I got a question. How many lifetimes have you been this dominatrix type that, you know, your specialty was this being able to urinate on somebody on command, defecate on them or whatever? And she was like, oh, and she started to laugh. She started laughing. She came into class the next day and she was, was so, so light and so happy. And then I did a session on her. I actually did an ESB yeah. session on her the last day of class. Yeah. And this beautiful woman was laughing her ass off. She was cackling. And cackling on the table. The level of joy that was going through her body. And if you had met her two days before that. Oh, yeah, she was just a miserable And, person. I mean, you could see the sweet person there that was so unhappy. Yeah. So miserable in her own and world. The story had been created around the unhappiness that exactly. was so real to her. Yes. That's like when she gave that up. 
everything changed. Oh, so cool. That's great. And that's the thing, you know, this this is the possibility that's presented with all of this. And this is the possibility you can get from Salon de Femme and the Gentleman's Club, and that's yeah, it's like that's why we're talking about it. We'd really like you to look at this possibility because it's it's like folks, it's like this is one of the major areas that people go into in life. Without this, there would be no love songs. Without this, there would be no love stories. Without this, there would be no tragedies. Without this, Romeo and Juliet would die away and fade. Without you know, it's like all these things that people make so friggin' significant, it's like it's all based on this place where you're not actually honoring you. Mm. Yes. So let's do those two processes. Let's love that idea. So what have you made so vital about never honoring, trusting, being an allowance of, having gratitude for, and being vulnerable as, for, and with you that keeps you from being the you you truly be, that allows others to truly care for you the way you truly desire and deserve to be? Everything that is, times a godzillion, way you just run and create it, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Oh, baby. Still working. Yeah, still is. And how many walls of judgment are you using to create the judgments of you you are perpetually choosing? Everything that is... eternally choosing. Times a godzillion, we just run and create it, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Lord, love a duck. Hold on, we're getting a call. Okay, we just got off the phone call. We're back. So that was funny. <laughs> you know, it's like it, we're here in our hotel in India, and yeah. the front desk just called. We're so, in Delhi. Uh, Delhi. We're in New Delhi. I like the way they said it on the on the plane last night because it was a German guy talking. He goes, "Daily, welcome to Daily. We are here and Daily. We are here in Daily. So there, a day early or a day late. A day late. And a dollar short. Thirty-one hours so, later." <laughs> I don't know if we pot and pocked it, but everything that is right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah. So what, what have you made so vital about never honoring, trusting, being an allowance of, having gratitude for, and being vulnerable as, for, and with you that keeps you from being the you you truly be that allows others to truly care for you the way you truly desire and deserve to be? Everything that is times a godzillion. We just run and create it, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. And how many walls of judgment are you using to create the judgments of you you are perpetually and eternally choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion. We just run and create it, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. One thing I would really like people to get up. There's nothing wrong with you for being a man. There's nothing wrong with you for being a woman. There's nothing wrong with you, period. Oh, yeah, that. You know, that. You know, oh, like, that's, you know what? I got to say, you just said that, and I just realized that that is one of the other big things that shifts is the sense of wrongness of you for being. Yeah. That's what, as, that's what these two books have shifted that I've seen for so many yeah, people. so many people. And also, you know, like people are trying to prove, oh, I'm so sexy, or, yeah. oh, I'm such a wallflower, or trying to prove the wrongness or of them. Or, yeah, or I'm not a shag master. It's like that needing to prove that you're not, what you are or needing to prove you are something to try to feel okay to end the judgments of what you've decided you are all of that starts to go away yeah creates a level of peace and ease in your life that we would like for all of you we'd like for all of you that's why we do what we do that's why we have this show man oh isn't that what okay should I run it one more time we have a minute nine seconds eight seconds seven seconds walls. walls of judgment so how many walls of judgment are you using to create the judgments of you you are perpetually and eternally choosing? Everything that is, times a gazillion, way to destroy and create it, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all night. I want you to change it to the wailing walls. 
How many wailing walls of judgment are you using to create the judgments of you you're perpetually and eternally choosing? Wow. Everything that is times a godzillion way to destroy a greater place. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts. Wow. might actually end the Wambulance universe. That would be wow. awesome. Wow. What is the wailing wall, though? Isn't that the one in India? Or not in no, India, in Jerusalem? In, in Jerusalem, where, you know, it's like, and but they used to have, you know, people who were whalers at... Uh, Funerals. Funerals and stuff. Oh, they would wail Designated wailers. Designated whales. Yes. Professional whaling. Uh-huh. Yes. No, and that's not the Japanese we're talking about. No, that's not, yeah. So, so on, on that, that note, note, beautiful welcome people. Welcome to our world where everything is just damn strange. <laughs> very, very true. Chris, thanks so much for being thanks with us. Being thanks, gents. Yes. Thanks, y'all, for being out there. We look forward thanks, to being with you next time on the Access gentlemen. Consciousness Show on Voice America. Ladies and gents, welcome to our world. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We appreciate you joining us this week for Access Consciousness, the radio show. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website at accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an excellent week. Well.